This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with his panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies. Good morning, Seattle. Good morning to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Street Talk, your radio show on all things real estate. Uh, this morning, I'm joined by Mr. Patrick Crowthers from Compass. Christopher Davies, good to be here. Good to see you, my friend. And also, we have Mr. Quasi Bowie, also from uh, Compass. What's up, Chris? Well, gentlemen, the 2018 year is coming to an end. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So we, 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 we can reflect on what happened or what's going on in the market and also uh, maybe uh, try and make some predictions for what's going to be happening uh, in 2019. Uh, what we do know is that uh, prices, uh, I don't know if they're still falling, but uh, obviously if you look at the old data, uh, prices in Seattle are down 1.1% month over month uh, for the month of, month of November. Uh, pending home sales nationally are declining 0.7%. That's the lowest level since November of 2014. So do you think that's just a sign of the Christmas season? Or do you think that's market driven? Do you think that's interest rate driven? What do you think? Uh, what do you think that? What do you think the message is in that? Well, I think if you just look at the Seattle area, as fast and as high as our prices got driven up, I think there was some room to to come back a little bit um, and level off more so than. Uh, Yes, the medium prices have dropped, but I think that's more because uh, we had we went up so high so fast. So it's kind of like going from insane to just kind of crazy. Still, you know, yes. it's still we're still seeing multiple offers. We're still seeing um, homes, you know, getting taken off the market very quickly. Um, you know, but it has it has changed, and I think it was an exciting year for the fact that you know the past four years or so it was. Everybody in a rush, multiple offers on everything. No one was winning. You have to give up all your rights in order to to get into a home. And now, you know, you, the buyer has a little opportunity to do some due diligence to to take their time to find something they like a little bit. But they also have to be two feet in, or you won't be successful. Yeah, I agree with that. And and I think there's there's a lot of conversation happening right now, um, especially you know with us being in the industry every single day, talking to a lot of homeowners and a lot of sellers. Um, it's interesting, or it would be interesting to hear from the listeners just to see what are you thinking? What, you know, if you're a buyer, you're a seller, you're a renter, investor, like, what do you think about the market and kind of what your plans are? I'm going to hold out, or maybe I'm thinking of buying and selling because I think there's so many different factors in this market that we could talk about. And, uh, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what our listeners want to know about. It's interesting too when you talk to certain sellers and when you talk to certain buyers. I feel like some buyers, um, they're everybody's always they, they're wait they wait they wait they wait and then you know they miss something. And so I think that um, I'd like to hear somebody who plans on they want to buy within the next six months whether they would whether they're active right now or they think it is smart to wait knowing the interest rates. Well, hearing the interest rates are going up, um, but also hearing that the uh, inventory there's going to be a lot more inventory coming on the market. 
you know, after the first of the year, people are listing uh, their properties. So it is, it, I would be curious to hear what, what buyers outside mm-hmm. of the people that we interact with and, and kind of give our, our opinion to. Yeah. Well, certainly I think it's more, it's becoming more of a buyer's market. I don't know if you can say it's a buyer's market yet, but no, it's certainly, close. it's, it's certainly moving in that direction because obviously it was a seller controlled market there for the last four years. The number to the show is triple eight nine seven nine. Five four seven six. Once again, the number is triple eight nine seven nine five four seven six. But surprisingly, the stock market right now is obviously not doing very well. There's a huge sell-off going on, which means that correspondingly, interest rates have actually been dropping over the last three to three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So you know, we had we had that prediction last year on the show where we all said what the interest rates would be, but uh, Freddie Mac uh, last week came out and said that uh, interest rates were at uh, 4.55. Now, you know, they, they, they basically do a survey of 12 mortgage brokers across the country and where they, is where they come up with that. And that can be at a cost. But when you look at it, um, when you look at it. Hey, Chris, put, put your phone on silent. Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> That's a rookie move. <laughs> But when you again, when you look at it, though, I mean, that's almost a half point drop since November because we hit fives in November, yeah. mm-hmm. and so since that point in time, you're looking at a half point drop. And in November, there's no way you would have said come December or clo- you know close to the end of the year, rates would be so. From a mortgage standpoint, it's an ideal time to get out there and get into the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it that just goes to show who would have predicted that would have happened, right? Everybody's predicting, everybody's saying that the rates are going to go up and then they come down, right? So it just goes to show you, you're never going to be able to predict this market. So if you're that person who's trying to predict and trying to time, it's not going to work out. There's so many different factors now. It's just a world economy that, that says what's going on, everything flows off of that, especially with interest rates. Okay, so what's going to happen? I don't know. Yep. So if you have to be two feet in or else you may not know, oh, man, you know, interest rates came down. My payment got a little bit better. Sometimes that little bit uh, 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 better payment makes it easier for you to make that decision, buy that house. But you, you're you only in that position if, uh, like Patrick said, you have two feet in the market right now. And you know what's even worse than the people that try and guess what's going to happen that act like they have that crystal ball? It's the people that listen to other people who have no idea. Yes. And they, they take what they have to say. You know, everybody's got an opinion. And it is hard, especially for first-time homebuyers that listen to friends, family members. Um, they read something and they just they, – they don't understand. They don't make their own opinion on it. Um because everyone has an opinion, and, and there's a lot of opinions out there from people who have never even bought a home before that have a very, very strong opinion, if you will. Um, I think that uh, people are getting tired of spending money on rent, and uh, there's some good opportunities. I wish that I would have taken advantage when I was younger of uh, purchasing a home with some friends and had friends pay down the mortgage. You're going to have roommates anyways. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have the ability to buy a home, um, You know, whether it be a townhouse, single family, or even a condo you know, two or three bedroom and, and rent out some of their rooms. That's a great way to start wealth. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you, you don't build wealth without owning real estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, uh, I think that when you look at the people that do build wealth, it's typically real estate has a 
a portion to do with it, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is that when it comes to what the market's doing, I mean, we, you, you read about it, and I, th- I think a lot of it's going to be the way it's publicized. Oh, my gosh, prices are dropping, prices are dropping. But it's only in specific areas. So, in other words, not every zip code is experiencing a slowdown as far as prices go. Mm-hmm. Some zip codes are still going up. Yeah. You know, some counties are still going up. Well, so, well, and like I said at the at the beginning of the show, it was insane how much our market increased. Number one, uh, uh, well, for in most publications, number one market in the country for you know over a year, year and a half, whatever it was, and then all of a sudden it's like we go up a hundred in King County, one hundred and thirty six percent, right? In the Seattle Times article, one hundred and thirty six percent. Over that, four years. That's incredible, mm. right? We got some room to kind of level off a little bit. Seasonality, interest rates, n- amount of inventory. There's a lot of things that go into that, but we had some room there. And also, I mean, long term, the people that bought in May, they're still going to make money on it. Mm-hmm. It's just in the, the short-term effect, the little windstorm that blows through. It's not going to leave a devastating mark, so to speak. Yeah. And well, real estate really shouldn't be short term unless you're an actual investor, right? Unless you're buying this property under market value, fixing it up, building some value, and then selling it. Unless that is your model, unless you are an investor, really, real estate is a long term investment. And that, that's so funny. I was just about to say that. You know, there's some people that are out there looking for their forever home or looking for a home for the next 10, 15 years. That conversation, you know, is it better to buy now or six months, isn't relevant to you Absolutely. at all. It's not relevant to you at all. It, it, you find the home that you like. Make sure you can afford the payment. We've discussed that. You're buying a payment more than a home sometimes. Um, if you're comfortable with the payment, you love the home, awesome. And that investment, that investment point isn't as, you know, you don't need to look at that. Great point. Well, again, the other, other aspect of, from the mortgage standpoint, you're looking at a drop in interest rates. So from a standpoint... That's a pretty significant drop over a four-week time frame. The stock market's not going to re- keep doing what it's doing. There's a global sell-off, so to speak. But uh, when you look at it long-term, money's going to flow back into it. Interest rates will go back up again. And the other part of it is, you know, there's, some, there's always some confusion about interest rates. You hear about the Fed raising the rates, you know, which is a short-term, uh, it's a short-term interest rate. It's the overnight rate between banks. It does affect certain things, but it's not directly correlated to the long-term mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. However, what it does in the sh- what it does over a period of time is what will happen to long-term mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. It could be six months, it could be a year down the line, but eventually that's going to take an effect. So you look at what happened at the beginning of the year. Rates popped a half point, you know, in the first quarter of this year. You know, we're right around 4%. Next thing you know, we're at four and a quarter to going to four and a half. Then in the third quarter, we go to almost 5%. And now it's back in the four and a half range. However, if you look at it, the Fed raised the rates three times in 2017, four times so far this year. So those increases will have an effect down the line. Uh, as far as long-term mortgage rates, mortgage rates are concerned. Yeah, and I think that a lot of consumers that I talk to who are looking to buy, looking at their payment, uh, I think they don't realize how much money that costs them 
quarter percent, half a percent, or a full percent. That's a lot of money over 30 years. That compound interest is a lot of money. So it doesn't sound like a lot when we're just saying, oh, you know, a quarter percent, half a percent. But when you take a look at that payment, it, it, it's a lot. And on, on a monthly basis and, and over a 30-year mortgage. So I think that people need to really educate themselves on what that actually means. Um, because for a long time, uh, the government was buying down interest rates and you know kept them fairly steady and very, very low. They're still relatively low. Um, but I, I think it's really about educating yourself if you're thinking about getting in the market. Folks, the number to the show is 888-979-5476. Once again, the number to the show, 888-979-5476, and we'll be right back. For over 30 years, home buyers have turned to this local expert and my friend for guidance. Hey, everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel. It's always so great to see you, Laura Keel, from Laura's Home Loans. You and your experience is so beneficial to the clients, isn't it? It really is. It's hard to match that many years of experience. I've been through every kind of market, and uh, our loan officers are just the best. What is it that you're trying to do for clients and their family? We want them to get the house that's going to bring them joy Mm -hmm. for their entire life. What is sort of the common question that comes up all the time with mortgages? The biggest question in this area is uh, what about home values? We expect home values to be high for a long time around here. So now is the time to buy. Now's the time to refinance. That's Laura's, Laura's Home Loans. Laura's got the best team working with her. You can reach her at 1-833-ASK-LAURA. That's 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, and Equal Housing Opportunity. Thanks, Laura. Hi, this is Patrick and Lisa, and you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies. We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you. It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust with your local real estate team. Patrick and Lisa. Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555. Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help. Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian, a fellow 3010 Weight Loss for Life customer. And Brian, your story is incredible. How much weight did you lose at 3010? 83 pounds. That is fantastic. Congratulations. My wife says that basically she has a new boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) To be back in that category where you're getting positive comments about your physical appearance, that's that's pretty cool. Well, and it worked. Finally, I broke down and bought some new clothes. and, And, you know, I have to admit, I'm looking pretty good. Isn't that fun when you get to buy that new wardrobe? Oh, yeah. I lost eight inches in my waist, and I looked in the mirror, and I just smiled. And I said, geez, Louise, sweet. (laughs) My son sent me a picture of about two and a half years ago, and then he sent me a picture from two weeks ago, and he goes, wow, congratulations. What's your story going to be? Give him a call, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. 
sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Oh, good morning. Welcome to Street Talk, your radio show on all things real estate. A slight change to the phone number. It's actually 888-973-5476. So, uh... Nine seven three five four seven six. I actually had the wrong number. <laughs> so, um, you know, the big thing coming up for two thousand nineteen, uh, the loan limits are increasing. So, uh, I think that's a big, big topic from a standpoint of uh, first time home buyers getting back into the market. You couple that with the prices dropping, uh, it, it makes a big difference. Uh, you look at the loan limits uh, going up to the upper four hundreds. Uh, on your jumbo conforming, you're looking at 726,000, meaning that you can put 5% down on a $750,000 home and uh, be able to get into it as long as you can afford the payment. Uh, I think that's going to, I think, uh, the first quarter of next year, we're going to see, we're going to see a lot of activity. Uh, what do you think in relation to the listings coming in the market? Do you think people will jump into the market sooner or later? Or what What do you think the uh, prognosis is there? Yeah, I think that generally, uh, you know, after the Super Bowl is, is is the time where people come on a lot. You know, they, they wait for the holidays to get over with. You, you know, it's kind of more of a February, March, May, June starts really heating up. Um, but uh, I, th- I have a feeling that it's going to start pretty soon after the new year, maybe the first couple of weeks, people want to kind of beat the rush um, and get their home on there first. There was a lot of homes that uh, listed their property in the summertime and they still had those expectations of the multiple offers and asked for that crazy premium price. And they ended up uh, over listing, pulling them home and, and going to relist. So you're going to have your new homes. Plus you're going to get a lot of people that are relisting their properties. Um, so, so I think that we're going to see a, a good a good amount of homes first first month. Well, and I think the news is good enough for buyers, even the buyers that had some fatigue, that were tired of just the rat race that they were in as far as getting out multiple offers, um, rushing out the houses, not getting them pre-inspections, all of that kind of thing. I, I think there's enough news with interest rates, inventory, price reduction, contingent offers. You hear enough of that. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that, like Pat said, after the new year, they're going to jump right in. They're going to say, this is a great time. There's a lot of opportunity out there for me. And I think I actually am excited about what's going to happen um, in this next year. Um, I, I think it's going to be uh, a market where there's advantages for buyers and sellers, um, where in the past it's just been all seller driven. So you, you mentioned the contingent offer. That was that, that was no, there was no such thing as a contingent offer yeah. for a long time. And so it is, it's because a lot of people, they had that issue. What do I do? I want to buy a home, but I, I want to sell my home, but where do I buy? What do I do? This, this is that. And so it gives you more options. Obviously there's some loan options that you can do if you're trying to buy and sell. Um, but, but that contingent offer, it's a beautiful thing to have back in the, mm-hmm. well, again, the big thing is that when you, for for those of you those of you out there, you don't have to put twenty percent down when it comes to purchasing a home, mm-hmm. and so many people uh, will have a negative connotation to uh, mortgage insurance. So there, there's a big difference. Sometimes you know if people were in the first time, if they were a first time home buyer and they did an FHA loan, 
than the, the mortgage insurance on the FHA side, uh, that's non-cancellable. So that stays there for the life of the loan. Uh, it changes, though, when the, if you're doing an FHA loan and the loan-to-value is below 90%, then actually it falls off after 11 years. So, but it's still there for, you know, one-third the lo- life of the loan. However, on the conventional side, every 5% up to where you don't have mortgage insurance at 20% down, every 5%, the mortgage insurance rate will change. In other words, it's going to be at its most expensive at 5% down. And then if you put 10% down, it goes down. If you put 15%, it goes down. There's still going to be mortgage insurance. And also your credit score will impact it too, just like your credit score will impact interest rates. Yeah. So... But mortgage insurance, I mean, if you think about it, I was talking to somebody yesterday. If you're buying a $500,000 house and you're putting 5% down, right, that's, that's going to be 25000 But you're keeping $75,000 in the bank. So if that mortgage insurance is, say, $200 a month, what's it worth to keep that money in the bank? Mm-hmm. And what would you do with that money? And what would you do with it? Yeah. I, that that's a big factor as well, and I think that the the fun part about what we do is we get to educate people, and it's always changing and whatnot. And it is fun sitting down with a first time home buyer and uh, having their eyes light up, being like, "Really? I didn't know that." Because they think that it's that twenty percent. You got to save up twenty percent, and most first time home buyers, or a lot of millennials, I shouldn't say first time home buyers, but a lot of millennials don't have that money that huge 100000 plus to throw down for a down payment, um, but they are making great salary. And so they have the ability to buy, to pay for their mortgage, but just getting into it, they, they're they stuck thinking that they have to put that 20% down. And you know where that comes from? Listening to people <laughs> who don't know what they're talking about, right? <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh, no, you need 20%. You need you know X amount of dollars. No. What you need to do is educate yourself about the programs that are going on. Call Chris. Call us. We're going to be able to help you, but don't just take the word for it. Get off the blogs, right? Stop talking to relatives and taking everything as that is gospel. You need to give that to us and say, or call us and say, hey, what are my options here? And even if we say you don't have any options right now, let us put you on a plan. Yep. But just listening to people who don't really know, I think is hard for people because they see somebody who may own a home. And they say, oh, well, they have to know. They own a house. Uh, things change every day. So, and, and how often do you talk to someone who is like, you know, I'm looking to do this in the springtime or next year or something yeah, like that? Absolutely. And we still set up a game plan. It's not something that you only contact, you know, Chris Quasey or myself when right when you're trying to make a move. It's to prepare yourself to, to be in the best position when you are going to be making and I did, And I just want to go back to the contingent offer thing because I think you bring up a great point with being uh, prepared, right? So many times we see that the the buyer coming in with a contingent offer right now, their their agent is not preparing them. So it's like, is your agent just preparing a contingent offer and throwing that over? Or are they selling the story? Are they putting it together? This is the market time. This is a CMA. This is what we're doing. As much as there's a presentation to the homeowner, there's also a presentation to the other agent that says, this is why you should take our contingent offer. And if somebody is not getting that from their agent, it's time to start interviewing another agent Um, because you could uh, have possibly gotten that contingent offer, but because it was not presented properly, it's not getting done. 
the agent, the agent on the other side, this is a team effort and it's insane how often we would get when we're listing a property, we'd get an offer just emailed over to, over to us. Oh, no phone yeah. call. No, Hey, this is me. This is my client. This is what we're doing. Great to meet you. Communication is major because it is. It's a long process. Once you're an escrow, you have mutual acceptance, let's say 30 days. You're working with somebody for 30 days and you need to trust that they're doing everything they need to do. And if they can't even give you a courtesy call, I mean, that goes to the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Bottomless. And we tell our clients that. You know, I'm, I know you do as well. And it's, it's really important. I would never send over just an email. Hey, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Here's an offer. <laughs> Let me know. Yep. <laughs> well, I think uh, communication is obviously. Everything you do starts with communication. Even with uh, on the mortgage on the mortgage side of things, uh, yeah. you have to have great communication with, with with your borrowers, with your buyers, and items that are needed to move the loan along, uh, and also to make them feel comfortable. With it. you know, it's stressful to go out there and buy a house. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget that it's a it's a big transaction. It's the biggest transaction that most people will do in their lifetime. So therefore, they always get a little bit concerned. Oh gosh, I got to provide this or. I got to provide another bank statement or whatever it might be. It's a fairly stressful process, but if you're well informed throughout the, throughout that process, that can sort of ease the uh, the uh, the emotion, yes. the emotions of it. Well, and Chris, I know that we've had you talk to listing agents in the past for borrowers. I can't tell you how far that goes as a listing agent. I predominantly do listings, but when that happens and I can talk to a borrower's lender and they're just saying, Hey, this is our process. You know, this is, you know, our timelines. This is what we're looking at. Even if they're not, even if they can't give me specifics at that point, it's them communicating and knowing that I can get a hold of them, have the conversation. So if your lender isn't doing that, right. It's time to give Chris a call, talk to him, because that is a key component um, to getting your offer accepted as well. If you're, if you're a buyer, you ask your agent these questions. You know, Say, what are you doing? How are mm-hmm. we being competitive? Have that conversation. Um, and Chris, you brought up a great point. Just This is a, the biggest purchase for most people, and it's, in, it's in a huge investment. It's also emotional. And there's a lot of people out there that are listing their properties and just putting it on the market, taking mediocre photos or iPhone pics. Um, not preparing their house, not cleaning. There's a lot of things you can do to to really help your sale um, and get your home dialed in for very inexpensive, you know, with with low cost. And uh, maybe we should talk about the next segment, kind of things that you can work on to. Uh, um, Actually, it's a great topic. We'll talk about uh, some resolutions for your real estate, your home, what you should be thinking about uh, for 2019. Numbers triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. For more than 30 years, local veterans and service members have turned to this expert and my friend for home buying guidance. Hey, everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel with Laura's Home Loans. Laura, our military members certainly deserve the benefits, but what are some of the opportunities that they can also enjoy when it comes to a VA loan? You know, VA loans are absolutely spectacular, and I'm just so honored that we can serve our veterans by offering this in our area. I love our veterans. What kind of questions do some of the service members have when they come to you? You know, their questions aren't any different than the questions of most people, which is, how about house values? Is this a good time to buy? Is my investment going to be pretty secure in this area? 
Those are the kinds of questions they have. The VA loan is honestly the best loan I know of in the United States. So if you're qualified, you're getting a very good loan. Laura is the one to call, 833-ASK-LAURA. That's 833-ASK-LAURA or laurashomeloans.com. My friend, Laura Keel, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, an equal housing opportunity. When people throughout Western Washington are ready to start losing weight and living healthier, they call the effective and affordable 3010 Weight Loss for Life. It's Story Monson. You know my story. Five years ago, I went to 3010. They helped me lose 25 pounds. Took me about five and a half weeks. And whether you need to lose a few pounds like me, I have friends who have lost 80, 100 pounds. 3010 will help you reach that goal. All you have to do is find the location nearest you. Call 855-843-3010, 855-843-3010, or 3010weightlossforlife.com. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes with wisdom and guidance. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to serve you with over 65 years of combined experience. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If your fixer-upper has you wondering about a renovation loan, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk, all things real estate. So, 2019, this is is the favorite part of the year where people start to look at what are we going to do? What are we going to change? What what goals do you have in mind for the price? If you own a house already, what are you going to do with the house that you have? So, what do you think uh, when it comes to your basic house? What do you think... Give me one of the top three things that people should be doing. I I know one mm. for myself, for sure. I think the paint is a major thing that people need to do, but um, declutter, I think that that is the number one thing that people don't do, depersonalize and declutter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more. Decluttering, I think, is probably the absolute uh, tops. Yeah, and I, and I would say decluttering, but the other thing is depersonalizing it. Yeah. yeah, if you're listening, for sure. Let's go to the phones and talk to Susan. Good morning, Susan. It's Chris. What's your question this morning? Good morning, guys. Yes, um, I have a condo in the south end of Seattle, and I um, have a pending multi-million dollar assessment. 
that I'll know probably next May what the actual amount is, and I'm preparing to sell my condo, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on how I can negotiate with prospective buyers on on this assessment. Um, is it something that I would negotiate with maybe splitting the cost, or do you think I would need to assume that cost myself? And we're probably looking about Oh, my condo might be worth about three hundred thirty-five thousand, and I may it may, may be a forty to fifty thousand dollar assessment. Oh, ha- yeah, I was just going to ask, how many units are in the complex? There's seventy-two, and um, I'm presuming my own thoughts that we're looking at probably a four to five million dollar assessment. We're going to be redoing our pilings out over Lake Washington putting on a, a, a new roof, that sort of thing. Wow. Yeah, that's a big project. So, Susan, this is Patrick with uh, Compass, and and actually, uh, I, I was dealing with this just recently. I was representing a buyer, and it was uh, a smaller building, but they had a six hundred thousand dollar assessment, and it was going to come up to about fifty thousand um, dollars each. And it came up after we were in contract. Um, the seller supposedly didn't know anything about it, and so um, it, it made it a little. It was a little tough on the loan side because they didn't have all the bids they needed to really right. say whether w- exactly what the price was. So it was going to be very hard to get a loan. There are some special products out there. A lot of, it would have to be mostly a cash buyer, I think, would be the right. best bet on there. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, this, this seller was, was open to dropping it based on what they thought the actual assessment was going to be. Um, but they wanted to sell and get out. It, it's really it's hard to give that give exact advice without knowing more and seeing the property and, and seeing the comps. So ba- uh, based on what you're saying, though, I mean, if you're expecting it to be about forty thousand uh, dollars, is that assessment per unit? So of the seventy-two units, they're all going to be assessed. About- That's my. That would be my. That would be my unit. Um, I you know there's I'm in a one bedroom. There's two bedrooms and there's two and a half bedrooms. Okay, and of course. Based upon the percentage, the assessment would go up. But I just took basically a forty thousand, or excuse me, a four million dollar um, estimate that I think it's going to be, and uh, I'm basing it on that. But I don't think I, I'll be able to sell it until I actually know what the assessment's going to be. So that's kind of won't be until May. So I don't. That's. A question too. It seems like I won't. I shouldn't put it on the market until I know exactly what it's going to be, so that I'll be able to negotiate more appropriately. Well, in that price range, you, you know, the the idea of getting a cash buyer certainly is not uh, unheard of, so to speak. But uh, not knowing the exact numbers, I mean, uh, you know, the buyer is going to realize what the what the potential assessment is. It's going to come. It's going to come in with the. Um, resale certificate uh, a lot of banks actually will not do any financing on that but uh once oh, you yeah. have wh- yeah, yeah because yeah. uh well, well, well i'm trying to try and think out loud here while we're, while well, we're talking no that's why i'm thinking i should probably presume it and pay it um versus negotiating with you want to be in a strike the, str- you, I mean, the you, buyer's going to benefit from living here i won't Correct. However, I know it's going to scare off a lot of buyers having an assessment. So in this situation, I'm just wondering, 
am I going to, should I then pay it, pay the assessment? Or is there any... Case by case. I think, yeah, it's case by, I think, exactly. I think you kind of wait and see. I mean, uh, you can, you can pay the assessment at closing. I mean, I right. don't think that I, I don't think there's anything there that's going to slow you down necessarily. But you okay. need to have all the you, you do need to have all the information so right. that way the buyer knows exactly what they're stepping into and you know exactly what you're paying for. Exactly. Uh, not knowing, I mean, it doesn't sound like even that the uh, the deal that Pat was talking about they uh, they presumed on the resale certificate it was presumed that the cost would be about six hundred thousand, but. There weren't any actual bids yet. That was a presumption on what the expense would be. Now, if you're talking about pilings and roof and those types of things, gosh, if you're talking about a $4 million bid, if that bid's off by 10%, that's a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. So in Patrick's um, deal, were they able to sell it? Uh, No. In fact, in that particular situation, the the financing wouldn't work because of the fact there were no actual bids. And the bids, uh, we could could make the financing work if we would have had a bid. Well, I mean, it was a little different. Our, yeah, but if I pay the assessment myself. So, Susan, um, what what yeah. happened with our situation? Our buyer was he did not get scared off. Uh, he was open to wait it out. We were going to do an escrow hold back. We could oh, not. Okay. We couldn't do it until we actually did have the bid. But right. but there there are a lot of different options, and it was actually kind of a I wouldn't say a fun process, but it was interesting because we 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 exhausted all options, and um, it really comes down to. Um, knowing more what your condo's worth, um, ha- having a little more information about what the bids are looking like. Obviously, as Chris mentioned, if it's in the millions and it's off by 10%, even 5%, that's a big difference. But what Quasi and I do a lot of times when people ask us about their properties or their home, what's it worth or what should we do? It's very, it, it helps for us to actually walk the property and go take right. a look. Well, and I got, okay. this is Quasi with Compass, Susan. Okay. Do you have, any condos in the complex that have sold recently? Well, they were selling like hotcakes up until about May, and they were going for higher than they've ever gone. I've, I've been here 32 years. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the last one bedroom sold for 335 but I'm out over the water farther, so I have a lot better view. Um, anyway, I kind of have that as a guideline now. Two other units popped on the market in June and July, and the agents took them right off because they wanted to know what the assessment is going to be. Otherwise, they, f- they felt that they couldn't sell it. There is one market, uh, one unit, one bedroom on the market now. Uh, she's lowered the price to 339 and basically she had a buy- buyer put an offer in recently, but then they backed out when they found out about the assessment. But she... As far as I know, it was not really divulged what the amount of the assessment was going to be, and it was kind of a surprise, I think. So, the, so the last ones that sold in May, June-ish, uh, uh-huh. um, did that, was the pending assessment already a conversation and already yep. in play at that point? Yeah, it's been a, been a conversation for a year and a half now, Yes, but but what happened was a friend of a friend in here bought it. Um, they're young, they have a good job. Mm -hmm. Seattle is so much more higher. Um, This is in Rainier Beach. So, yeah, they figured that they're getting a good deal anyway. Does this happen to be the the Park Shore? um, This is called Spinnaker Bay. Spinnaker Spinnaker Bay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 9,500? Yep. 
Yeah. So what I would say is that you there's two different routes and I'm just going to be kind of definitive with with my answer a little bit. I would say if you're going to list right now, then you're going to need to uh you're going to need to divulge that and just say, "Hey, look, this is Oh yeah. what the what the uh the pending might be." Sure. Um and 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 but factor that in as if you're going to pay it and then disclose, "Hey, I'm open. This is up for negotiation." Right. Okay. Like you said, the other people didn't do that. And then the other way would be go ahead and pay the assessment, but then you would have to look into, are there other financing options for the building at that point? Um, and, and, uh, that would be the way I would handle it for each of those different options for you. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Susan. Great question. Yes. Folks, uh, the number to the show is, uh, 888-973-5476. We'll be right back. I'm in the studio with Laura Keel from Laura's Home Loans. Laura, you have a huge heart and you have a tremendous amount of knowledge when it comes to mortgages. And you and I have shared stories of people that you have, quote unquote, rescued. Right. Give me one that really strikes you. We just finished up a home loan for one of our seniors that lives in Bellevue, mm-hmm. owned his home free and clear on Social Security and could not make his tax payments. I mean, it was a choice between paying tax bills or eating. So he got behind in his taxes. King County foreclosed on him or tried to. We got down to the day of closing. We were able to save his home, pay his tax bill, get it negotiated down for him so it was much less. We also got to include payment of his taxes for the expected lifetime for him. So now he doesn't have a mortgage payment. He doesn't have a tax or property payment and he can live in his house in Bellevue on his Social Security income. That's Laura Keel with knowledge and a gigantic heart. You can reach her at 1-833-ASK-LAURA. That's 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Laura'sHomeLoans.com, a mortgage master service corporation, CL40445, an equal housing opportunity. Hey, it's Dory Monson with Brian, a fellow 3010 Weight Loss for Life customer. And Brian, your story is incredible. How much weight did you lose at 3010? 83 pounds. That is fantastic. Congratulations. My wife says that basically she has a new boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) To be back in that category where you're getting positive comments about your physical appearance, that's that's pretty cool. Well, and it worked. Finally, I broke down and bought some new clothes. and, And, you know, I have to admit, I'm looking pretty good. Isn't that fun when you get to buy that new wardrobe? Oh, yeah. I lost eight inches in my waist, and I looked in the mirror, and I just smiled. And I said, geez, Louise, sweet. (laughs) My son sent me a picture of about two and a half years ago, and then he sent me a picture from two weeks ago, and he goes, wow, congratulations. What's your story going to be? Give him a call, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. Hi, this is Quasi with the Quasi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixer upper, a teardown, or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixer-upper, teardown, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with the Quasi Homes team. 
start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206-854-4132. Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk, where we discuss all things real estate, including loans. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the nice things that I will say about, uh, well, lots of nice things about Mortgage Masters and Laura's Home Loans is <laughs> that, you know, when it comes to assessments or pending assessments, uh, that does not disqualify uh, the loan from conventional financing. It's something that we do, uh, but uh, just like the buyer and the seller, you, you actually want to know what that, you, you want to know what the number is. So uh, to talk about what ifs and what the number could potentially be, uh, that is a, a gamble, right, uh, in relation to it. Because, again, the, the, the condo that you, you were talking about, Pat, I think those were primarily structural siding and roof issues, I think, if I remember correctly. Yep, a lot of exterior work. A lot of exterior work. So in, the, in, the, in that particular case, they assumed that it would cost around 600000 but they didn't actually have any evidence of what the actual number would be or anybody that would do it for that dollar amount. Mm -hmm. So that does create an issue. Yeah. I I think when it comes to assessments as well, I always tell people, look, if you're, if you're buying a condo, you need to participate in the homeowners association meetings. You need to be talking about the budget with them, making sure that they're funding things properly, because while you might not want that, that incremental increase in your homeowner dues in order to, uh, fund some of these things, it actually ends up being an even bigger issue for the overall complex and financing availability for buyers. It ends up being a bigger issue long term. And so you really got to make sure that the HOA that you buy into is solid. And and if even if it's not solid, look at those meeting notes. Look at are they actually having this discussion about raising the homeowner dues and bringing it up so that they can fund some of these uh, longer-term things that need to get done, roofing, siding, uh, different things with the building, upkeep. And it's nice that Susan was was open to you know the reality of it. Sometimes people are just, you know, they're like, well, I want them to pay for it. They're getting everything new. That's not really the way it works. Um, you know, people do get scared of assessments when you throw crazy numbers out there, especially first-time home buyers, which are a lot of people that are buying in that price point. Um, so I think that uh, she's got the right mindset kind of looking looking at it early on. One thing that is hard is you don't want to list your home and have it on the market for a long time, too. It devalues. So getting as much information, I think, out the gate, just knowing what your options are and listing it. I mean, the listing that she was talking about, that one bedroom didn't even say anything about the assessment in there. And so someone could get get in there, get in contract, and then all of a sudden it falls apart. And the more a home goes pending, pending inspection, then back on the market is a negative to the seller. And and the activity that you're getting isn't even real. Yeah. Right? So you, there's no way to communicate that with your with your seller as a listing agent to say, hey, this is the activity that we're getting on your listing and here are realistic buyers. You're getting showings, you're getting people, but they don't know that there's an assessment. They don't know that there's an issue. Yep. So- well, again, the activity on a house is going to be dictated by the buyer pool. True. Yes. So, in other words, the more the more people that can look at it, the more people that can afford it, finance it, etc., the better the market's going to be for the house. So, in this particular case, if you have, you know, most people are going to want to do a conventional loan. I mean, uh, typically on condos, if you have a condo that has issues, for example, like this one does, got a pending assessment. 
that would that would make it sort of non-warrantable, so to speak, because there's this big question mark on the outside. Now you can finance non-warrantable non-warrantable condos all day long. It's going to be a portfolio loan. You're going to pay above market rates for that. So most most of your buyers don't want to pay above market rates. So on the conventional side, we can do it on the conventional side, but we do have to have all the information so we know what it's going to be. Otherwise, just think about it this way. If a person's going to buy this condo and they don't know what it's going to be and it's going to be, you're looking at this looming $40,000 investment, you have to account for that in the underwriting. You have to account for what the potential payment might be, what the potential liability might be, other reserves, how is it going to be paid for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so – from that perspective, I would say, obviously, I wouldn't list the property until you can maximize your buying pool because then that way you maximize the, the competition for the home. If you get into multiple – all it takes is two offers to get the price to, price to go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and ju- kind of jumping out there, Susan, I mean, Quasi brought up a good point, the fact that you sh- she's in a great position and she's been there for so long. Who knows if she's taking money out or whatnot. But it's also – she's on a waterfront property. This is a great area. Um, secured parking has water views all this kind of stuff and you're looking at may june getting a little more information you know that's a great time to list so once you mm-hmm. do have that information you're going to have the you know you're going to have the sun out you're going to have everything's green water everything like that so um it's it's also one thing i don't know that i'll speak for you quasi i know that what is your why do you want to sell what is your you know mm-hmm. what would make a difference if it was now or later and if there isn't any urgency you know may june is a great time for a property like this to go on the market yeah, where you can I, maximize your buyers, as Chris said. I'll let you speak for me on that. <laughs> it's an important question. Sometimes uh, people like, should I buy now? I don't know. Tell me about your situation. Well, I think should that's I a- sell now? Tell me about your situation. And where, yeah, where are you moving to? Is there a rush? That type mm-hmm. of thing. But when it comes to waterfront properties or view properties, uh, obviously with the sun being out, longer days, etc. You know, everything in full bloom, it's probably going to show a little bit better at that yeah. point in time. For sure. And then with the market activity, I mean, what's market? What's the market going to do then? Yeah. Is it going to be back on the upswing? Well, if we had a crystal ball. If we had a crystal ball. So I need to go back to one thing. I witnessed it yesterday when I was doing the show and with some buyers um, in, uh, in, in kind of the Mount Baker area. The uh, fix your doorknob. It drives me absolutely mm-hmm. insane. You're selling your home. The very first thing that we're doing is we're trying to unlock the door and get in your home. If we can't even get in the house, fix your – you were talking about decluttering, depersonalizing. I think pain is a big thing, but my biggest pet peeve is honestly the doorknob. Yeah. getting in, the, And then you, especially if it's the first time you've met with these people and you're trying to have a talk, but you're struggling with the – you know, I, I don't want to break the doorknob either. You're just – those are such – there's such little – there's so many little things, inexpensive things that really can help. Um, and that's one thing that is important to have whoever's helping you list the properties, go through, make your ABC list, make your list of things that are most important and really weigh all those options out. Well, I think it's always a good idea, especially when you're, when you're listing, drive up to your own house and say, gosh, how does this strike you? Yeah. Walk up to it like you like it's the first time that you walk into the house. How does it strike you? How does it feel? Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Do you get that lovey-dovey feeling driving up to it, walking up to the front door? Is it making a good impression, bad impression? You know. So it's been a fantastic show, guys. We're actually going to be moving to Como in mid-January. Yes, so we are. We're going to a two-hour format. So, folks, uh, you can catch us over there. 
Uh, Pat, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, it's been fun uh, chatting with you guys today. I appreciate it, uh, Chris. Uh, number is 206-701-4487. That's 206-701-4487. If you have any questions about buying, selling, renos, give me a call or you can look me and my business partner, Lisa, up at patrickandlisa.com. And this is Quasi with Compass Real Estate. Best way to get a hold of me is to call or text 206-854-4132. If you have any questions or just are looking to make some plans to buy or sell, or even if you need a quick sale on your fixer-upper or a teardown, give me a call or text 206-854-4132. And Chris Davis with Laura's Home Loans Mortgage Masters. I can always be reached at 206-856-5438. Any questions regarding financing of your real estate? Thanks so much and go Hawks. Chris Davies, MLO 105695, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. For over 30 years, home buyers have turned to this local expert and my friend for guidance. Hey, everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel. It's always so great to see you, Laura Keel, from Laura's Home Loans. You and your experience is so beneficial to the clients, isn't it? It really is. It's hard to match that many years of experience. I've been through every kind of market, and our loan officers are just just the best. What is it that you're trying to do for clients and their family? We want them to get the house that's going to bring them joy mm-hmm. for their entire life. What is sort of the common question that comes up all the time with mortgages? The biggest question in this area is, uh, what about home values? We expect home values to be high for a long time around here. So now is the time to buy. Now's the time to refinance. That's Laura's, Laura's Home Loans. Laura's got the best team working with her. You can reach her at one eight three three ask laura That's one eight three three ask Ask Laura at laurashomeloans.com, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 40445, an equal housing opportunity. Thanks, Laura. The Cairo Radio app. Move it to your phone's homepage and stay connected to Seattle's most important news and conversation. Powered by Cairo Radio. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. When picking a real estate broker, customer satisfaction is key. Hi, this is Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. When buying or selling a home, there's a lot to consider, and you've got a lot on your mind. As your real estate broker, it's my job to get the information that's right for you. Your interests are of interest to me. Now, there's a great deal of technology and information out there, but it takes a human touch to bring those numbers to life and close the deal. We'll utilize today's state-of-the-art tools, Keller Williams industry experience, and as a Seattle native, I know our stomping grounds like the back of my hand. I've also been honored with the Seattle Magazine Award for Best in Client Satisfaction. I'm Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. Get first-class real estate service from me and my team. Call 206-935-6262. Again, 206-935-6262. If you're buying or selling, I'm here to help. 206-935-6262. Hi, this is Patrick. And Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies. We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you. It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust with your local real estate team. Patrick. And Lisa. Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555. Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help. Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world. 
Patrick and Lisa. You can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa. You can find us at patrickandlisa.com.